Hey everybody, Justin Lyons, founder of Blaze, back for another podcast. I'm going to continue with the theme of education in the 21st century, and in this podcast I'm going to focus on identity. I broadcast this from my my living room with my my dog five feet away from me, so pardon any background noise, but uh, kids are, I think, still asleep, so let's go for it. So this is based on a Medium article that I wrote and uh, I'm just going to walk you through it. The question I, I pose for everybody out there is, you know, how many of our kids are getting left behind? How many beautifully talented and multidimensional kids are we apathetically shoving through a uniformly designed square hole? You know, let's imagine the day of a middle school student in America. From 8.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., that student rotates at least eight times, including lunch. This happens five days a week. And after school, they rotate to either an after-school activity or home or both. This is 10 distinct rotations per day with 80% of those rotations at school. In each one of these rotations in the school, a child faces a distinct environment with a distinct leader who imposes distinct rules. And let's call that leader a chief. So including principals, fine arts teachers, other support staff in a school, a student may find herself navigating 10, maybe 15 chiefs and their unique, those chiefs' unique tribal cultures per week at school. In each of the eight unique rotations at school, the child is one of 30 other children. So this chief in each of these rotations oversees these children for a maximum of, say, 45 minutes. So all things being equal, that leaves exactly 1.5 minutes of singular focus on each student. When a child rotates to a new room, it's like leaving one island for another. Who you are and what you know is left behind as you arrive at a new, entirely disconnected island. What is known of you on island one does not necessarily transfer to island two. And many of the inhabitants of island one are not the same inhabitants of island two. So once you complete the eight island rotation at school, you rotate to an extracurricular island, and then you rotate to your home, otherwise known as your family island. So let's talk about the chiefs. The life of a child consists of reporting each day to many chiefs on many islands, all the while trying, often unconsciously, to form a healthy and authentic identity among this perpetual changing set of rules, personalities, perceptions and behaviors. So one to two chiefs at home, eight to 15 chiefs at school, one to two chiefs after school. In summary, conservatively, our children will report to abide by, often be defined by, a minimum of 10 different chiefs during the course of a day. These chiefs are trained, judged, and motivated towards a very specific set of objectives. And I'm talking about the the school chiefs. These objectives are one, upload into the minds of children a predetermined library of information that originates from a pre approved standardized database. Two, audit the success of this upload. And three, control the behavior of any child that disrupts the efficiency of your upload and audit process. So let's cleanly list this. These chiefs, these education chiefs, are trained, judged, and motivated towards these three objectives. Number one, upload. Number two, audit. Number three, control. Assuming there's no after-school activities, the remaining 20% of the chiefs in a child's life 
are responsible for the protection, nourishment, love, financial security, motivation, character, identity, and happiness of that child. These chiefs are usually the parents. So for maybe four hours of work day, the parent chief attempts to nourish the healthy formation of their whole child before and after work. Likely tired and rushed in the morning, and usually stressed and depleted in the evening. So the question I pose is, is this a formula for success? In my opinion, this does not seem to be a sound formula for success as we seek to educate and develop our children for the remainder of the 21st century. An honest reflection upon today, with an even deeper reflection upon the future, I believe will reveal a harsh truth. Our educational system is not only siloed and outdated, but it's also failing miserably at activating the extraordinary potential of all our children, all incomes, all geographies, all cultures. It's like a business owner sitting on a diverse array of high quality raw materials. And instead of converting them into world-class products, he keeps making the same five widgets with the same fraction of the materials. The rest are turned to waste. This would be a reason a business would go bust. This is why we must change the way we educate as we continue to face unprecedented transformations and radical uncertainties in the 21st century. We can no longer afford to waste such massive amounts of precious raw materials. So let's talk about identity. In order to adapt to change, thrive with an uncertainty, and rise above the age of misinformation, I believe the roots of our children must be more durable than ever. The most critical of those roots is the one that can't be taught in fourth period. It's the identity of a child. The most valuable asset a child has is a healthy, strong, and balanced sense of self. The identity is the story they form of themselves each hour of each day. When does a child begin to tell this story? When did you begin to tell the story to yourself? Your story, your narrative. When did the theme of your life begin to form its roots? When do you think the theme of your child's life, their internal life, begins to form its roots? Which of the education chiefs each day will claim responsibility for the nourishment of a child's story? Which, if any of the education chiefs care enough to pay attention when a child's story begins to veer off track? And that variance not always behavioral disruption or failing a test. Anxiety, depression, loneliness, substance abuse, all of these things do not prey just on the poor kids or just on the ones getting D's and F's. Does the 45-minute bell absolve education chiefs of this duty? Does a class of 30 provide cover from this responsibility? Does their siloed technical focus on language arts, social studies, science, math, does it absolve them of this deeper commitment? Let's look at mass production. So follow this path, if you will. It's a long path. <laughs> follow it, please. <laughs> Try. Okay. Think of mass production in terms of producing goods. So factory with a bunch of people in it. So mass production demands efficiency. Efficiency demands standardization. 
Standardization demands assessment. Assessment demands key performance indicators. KPIs demand results. Results demand the law of averages. And the law of averages demand dehumanization. Finally, dehumanization demands apathy. And there we have it. Apathy is the secret sauce to successful mass production. The problem with apathy is that it's the antithesis of empathy. Without empathy, there is no whole child. There is no transformative education. Only repetition. Systems, processes, and results predictably repeating themselves over and over and over again. Predictable repetition allows for the apathetic pulling of levers. If the right levers are pulled, then aggregate results improve. Now that is the dream of mass production. But it's also the recurring nightmare for the hearts and minds of humanity. American education can no longer be in the business of pulling levers and measuring aggregates. In order to thrive economically, morally, and emotionally in the 21st century, we must, we must empower kids each hour of each day to build scalable, sustainable, and profitable identities. Thank you for listening. Uh-huh.